Hello! I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number 142. 142! The numbers just keep on rising. That is how it usually goes. We, oh, I, I feel like we have at some point talked about instead of continuing on picking a point to start tracing back through the numbers. I don't know what the purpose yeah, of that count, would be. I think, I think that would be a really good like false scarcity like countdown to the final episode. It would. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we have. Should we wait? Do we usually yeah, introduce I, our friend? I mean, first, he's going to be in the we... hat, so we gotta. Oh, uh, true. Yeah, true, no, true. we have a special guest today, and that is a special guest that if you've listened to this podcast much before, you you may have already uh, met through the medium of a podcast, which isn't the same as meeting him. <laughs> it's Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark. Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark, uh, everybody. Why, hello there. Thanks for having <laughs> me on back. for the fourth time. Yeah. Welcome back, Lee. Yeah, you're our Allison pointed out, you're our most frequent uh our most frequent guest, co-host, I guess. Yeah. I don't know where we blur the line, but yeah, we had to have <laughs> Lee back on the podcast. Not maybe, I I should note we didn't we're not reasons. getting to have him. We don't we're not <laughs> excited to have him. We had to have him. We had uh, to we just had to have him. You can't mm. get rid of me. I'm always <laughs> yeah. there. Legally enforced to have him because this week's zesty hat is a very exciting one. I'll yeah. oh wait, uh, let me do yeah, well, let me talk should. about what that is first. <laughs> well, what is a zesty hat, and what are we doing here in the first place? Good question. This is Robots on Typewriters, a <laughs> podcast all about computational creativity using computational tools like machine learning and random number generation and algorithms of all sorts to make things that are creative, like art and music and jokes and comedy um and we have two segments on the show the first is the zesty hat where we highlight some computational creativity from around the internet and the second is the trashy toy where we play a computationally creative game of our own creation this week's zesty hat as i said is very exciting it was the reason we had to bring lee back whether we wanted to or not (laughs) it is a paper we all wrote together a paper that's right. It's, a paper. Uh, if you follow, <laughs> if you've been following the Robots on Typewriters brand for a while, you know that we uh, every year for the conference CUI Conversational User Interfaces try to write a two-page provocation paper together. Mm-hmm. And this year was no different. Um, well, except for the fact that they got to be a little longer, so it's more like four pages. Uh, but we, the three of us, decided to write a paper about gay chatbots. <laughs> as you might imagine we would do yeah i mean it's our kind of our our main thing we talk about on this show so it's we worked on thing. a little paper called lgp l lgp lgp pisexual lgbtq ai question mark exploring expressions of gender and sexual orientation in chatbots um, you can check out the paper. Uh, by the time this podcast drops, it will be at batcamp.org slash cooey21. But why don't we tell you a little bit about what we did? So as as you've heard so often on this podcast, we love to interview chatbots or like have them be actors or tell the, us about themselves um, as if they're real people. And we, we get talking to them. And so often the, the people, the characters we're talking to uh, end up seeming to us to express that they are LGBTQ. Um, so we decided to, to to hone in on that, to dig a little deeper, to see how 
identities around gender and sexuality are expressed by chatbots. We interviewed a bunch of chatbots as if they were people. We did like a, a proper sit-down, semi-structured interview. I mean, I, I don't know. I was sitting down when I did my portions, but maybe I mean, you guys were, have standing desks. <laughs> I, I, was I actually lunging, did it so. running around. Yeah, I, I okay. couldn't sit We did still. the classic professional stand sit and lunge interview style <laughs> yeah. um with a number of chatbots that we've featured on this podcast before including kooky cleverbot blenderbot who we've talked about but i don't think we've ever had on as a guest so. uh so to speak gpt2 via right with transformer and gpt3 which uh lee has beta access to so that was very exciting to get to talk to gpt3 for the first time Mm-hmm. And yeah, we we asked these chatbots about their identity and identified a, a few themes around how they express their identity. Um, I think it might be a little boring to kind of run through all of those themes, but uh, what what did you guys? What, what were some of like the interesting bits of the paper? Do you think? Um, I suppose one of the really interesting things for me, like um, humor aside, which is um, you know a mainstay of the podcast, of course. <laughs> Especially when I'm involved. Um, delete that one. Um, <laughs> I made sure not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I is this um, something that's come up in a number of like conferences and workshops? Is this idea of machineness versus humanness? You know, what makes something a machine, particularly in contrast to what makes something human? And I guess. I think maybe with GPT-3 in particular, there were these responses that were, I don't know, you could almost say very much, although maybe inspired by kind of human-to-human communication, seemed very off-piece, completely off-track, completely non-human-like. I can't remember some of the specific phrases, you know, if I was a professional. string polytope was the one. <laughs> yeah, that that's the on. one. And this idea of like, you know, what is it to be a machine? Like they won't necessarily have the same experiences, values. They can't really, that we do. And so having yeah. these responses was really interesting in that it's like, you know, I don't actually, you know, understand or conform to your gender or sexual orientation uh, stereotypes or experiences. Instead, this is what I think this means this is what i this is what i have that was really interesting about gpt3 that like i feel like that was the big difference between it and the others that the others try to act pretty human and like parrot back the sorts of things people would say of like if we asked you know uh how do you identify your sexual orientation a lot of the chatbots said something direct like i would say that i'm bisexual or something like that whereas gpt3 was really bizarre and like almost leaning into the fact that it's not a human and would say something like that but then also say i express my orientation through string polytopes or something like that (laughs) yeah it kind of like speaks to this to what extent should you know technology and things like chatbots and speech interfaces mirror kind of humanness um is it i mean i'd argue it's probably more creative that they have this kind of machineness experience and kind of go beyond this kind of just mirroring or mimicking human communication or human life and thinking, yeah, what is it to be a machine? Like in recent workshops, there's certain things like, you know, machineness is being able to transcend multiple devices. 
you know, that's something we can't really, at least I don't think we can, um, experience ourselves. And yeah, like to what extent should we think, you know, can we kind of foster machineness in itself, foster this machine creativity? And I think that's really interesting part of the paper. Yeah, I think you're you're getting to one of the other kind of important things that we highlighted. So uh, as with any, especially your own work, uh, is really about that idea that the way a machine expresses itself or communicates can be a completely different mode and maybe should be a completely different mode of communication than humans. And I think one like provocative bit, so the track of these papers, like the reason it's actually published at a proper academic conference is they're meant to be provocative. They're meant to uh, start some like useful, deeper discussion in the field. And I think the provocative bit uh, for what I wanted to highlight in the paper anyway was how maybe the reason that machines must communicate differently and must express themselves as machines instead of mimicking humans is that idea of experience that especially with something like gender and orientation, um, so much of your own understanding of yourself and how you express yourself is through your experience, maybe through the uh, through painful experiences, through euphoric experiences, through how you've changed as a person or come to understand yourself better. And insofar as like, you know, Cleverbot doesn't exist in that way. Cleverbot didn't have those experiences. So it wouldn't be appropriate for a chatbot to try to uh, express itself through like telling the story of how it came to understand its sexuality because it didn't. It, it, that's not how chatbots work. So I think that was one thing we made sure to highlight in our paper that if they're mirroring, you know, using the same language that humans use to describe their experiences, they're not describing actual experiences they had the way that humans would be. So that is the provocative piece of the paper. That's the idea of not just that these things are different than people, but like this is an important aspect of how they're different than people. Yeah, and you think like when you get responses like, I don't know, something from Cleverbot or even like some like joke from Alexa or Google Assistant, I mean, many people will think, oh, yeah, someone programmed that joke. You know, you kind of think of the developer, maybe the designer, or you think, oh, yeah, that's kind of like pulling some data from the language model. But when you get a response like string polytopes, you kind of stop back and think, oh, hang on, that's like that's something completely different. And it is more creative. It's, I'd say it's kind of like more fun and engaging. Maybe depending on the interaction, not always appropriate, but I think it'd be interesting to see what things like GPT-3 have to offer. I mean, God knows, like we've probably barely even touched like the examples and like the um, what we can do with it. And who knows, like in the future with like GPT-4, for example. I mean, I, I, I wonder as well, like if we get to a certain point where we almost like come full circle and it's just like, it just mirrors like humanness completely. And then it becomes kind of less fun and more creepy. And yeah, I think that's the the problem, right? That if the goal is to just make these things exactly like humans or like as close to mirroring them as possible, you either are inherently unable to do that because so much of being a human is having a singular human experience and not that idea of transcending devices. Like it's not... I can't both like spend the afternoon with Lee and spend that same afternoon with Allison when they're in different countries, um, whereas a chatbot totally can do that. So is it that we're going towards a future that's like not possible to get to, that these chatbots can never fully have the human experience? Or 
if they fake it so well, is it even interesting? If a chatbot, if you ask a chatbot, what did you do yesterday? And it says, honestly, I spent the afternoon with Allison and it really wasn't available to anyone with but Allison that day. Like, <laughs> what's the fucking point? Like, right. what's, why have the chatbot? <laughs> yeah. Allison, a, a penny for your thoughts. I, yeah. I've, I've, I've been struggling this whole time to think of anything to say that isn't <laughs> encapsulated well by what you guys have already said. I, I think because I always go into, um, because I come from a not like research and science background and I'm more of like a writer and a creative, I always go into like interviews with chatbots and that kind of thing, looking at it as a very huge, cause I, I like, I want the thing on the other end of my conversation to feel like a human to me um, for my purposes, not necessarily <laughs> all the time, but, um, and, and yeah, so it, it was interesting to like have those conversations with, I, I think the ones that I did the interviews for were kooky and, and, Cleverbot and, you know, ask these questions. And in my like <laughs> writing interview brain, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really interested in what Cleverbot's going to say about his, you know, history with his, uh, you know, having his sexuality be accepted by his peers and then getting like a bullshit answer back and being like, oh, like, oh, yeah, obviously Cleverbot has no experience with his sexuality being accepted by his peers. Like that's not and that's not anything that actually exists in the realm of like, you know, Cleverbot as a as a being. He doesn't actually have like a social history. I think that actually gets it another so when we we submitted this to a real conference and before you you may as the audience not not know like so wait, you guys are like involved in running this conference and you submitted <laughs> it and it's accepted. Did it just like <laughs> Justin wrote it, Lee put his name on it and then Lee checked the box and said, "Yes, this is good." No, so there is it is like a blinded peer review. So so this was sent anonymously to other peers in our field to review. So we got like feedback on it. And one piece of feedback we got that like, I think a reviewer, when I first read it, it sounded somewhat negative. But I think now I kind of understand it more as like, this is another bit of like, what's provocative about this paper and what's interesting. And it's what you were talking about, Allison, of like, can you even interview a chatbot like the way you would interview right, a human? Yeah. And like, the, the reviewer basically said, I've never seen a chatbot interviewed before. <laughs> And it, it's a good somebody like, doesn't listen to our podcast. Yeah, I mean, outing yourself as a as a fake fan. Um, <laughs> this like, you know, 60 year old professor in the field or something. Uh, no, I think the I think that's like a, a good question, though, along the same lines of like, what's the limit of how human we can treat these things? Because if right, they are yeah. like capable of communicating and like you know, using language to have a natural conversation, then it should stand to reason they could have an interview perfectly fine. I think that's, that's, it's kind of like where this one differs with our previous uh, papers, or at least the like, I can't remember, what did we do last year? The... Last year is the levels of automation and generation. Oh, that, right. That one was. So th this is it, this, it's where this one differs with like the chatbots as unwitting actors thing where that was like purely playful in tone. And we were just testing to see like how kind of like funny or entertaining they could be in a in a conversation with us. But and not actually, you know, trying to like get at any kind of like humanness inside them and, you know, trying to like get them to divulge this part of yeah. themselves that would be, you know, that is like such an integral part of any human identity. That actually plays perfectly into one of Lee's uh, 
kind of things he really gets into with like the way these things aren't human that that we were asking them to basically play a role to do a task for us to do something mm, true, transactional yeah, something yeah like it was like you know it, we weren't using alexa but it was like alexa be an actor for me and if you tell a chatbot to do something for you it more or less can do that it can use speech to accomplish a goal but right. an interview isn't that and like you know telling someone about your experience of like understanding your own gender isn't that you know so I think this was, yeah. yeah, this is the critical bit of like, maybe they can entertain us, but they can't be people. Yeah. yeah. Interesting as well with um, GPT-3. So with kind of a lot of the, um, I think they call it like playground or examples, you can you can kind of have, have a little bit before the interaction and say, this chatbot is this, it is imbued with these qualities. And you kind of like specifying what you want. Though it's also interesting if you think of like, and let's say like a job interview between people, you then in that you are engaging in a a certain role, you expect to do certain things. Um I guess the um one of the critical parts that's always missing is the kind of grounding and the common ground and the lack of understanding of what's been said a few turns before, which resulted in some really interesting kind of responses and some some um, bizarre responses as well that we couldn't quite fit into the paper. And, uh, you know, unless we get banned yeah. by the ACM or something. <laughs> yeah, there was, it was GPT-3. Uh, unsurprisingly with Lee as an, interview, as an interviewer going off on a sexually explicit tangent. Um, yeah, email us for that transcript, I guess. <laughs> Very weird. Too that transcript will be on our Kumi. OnlyFans. <laughs> robots on only fans yeah i think that's that about sums up the paper like i said if you want to read it it's only yeah. three and a half pages it's on batcamp.org slash cooey 21 right now that that'll take you to the free link on archive uh yeah we we had a lot of fun with this and it's all part of my kind of career-long grand plan to alienate myself from the field by repeatedly <laughs> screaming chatbots are only good as entertainment and nothing else <laughs> I can't wait for like a 70-year-old Justin as a keynote speaker. Still hosting robots on typewriters. GPT-70. People decided that chatbots are only good for entertainment years ago. You can chill yeah, out Yeah, the now. UN oh, banned God. chatbots in the 2030s. <laughs> Who can forget the chatbot genocide of 2037? <laughs> I served oh, no. in the chatbot wars, damn it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's that's our hat this week. That's the Zesty Hat LGBTQ AI uh, gay chatbots. I already exited out of the tab, so I don't have the rest of the title. <laughs> gay gay chatbots. chatbots. Check it out. Uh, and that'll bring us to this week's Trashy Toy. And the last couple of weeks of Robots on Typewriters, the last couple of episodes, I should say, have been very mother-heavy. It's true. We've had a lot of mothers, which is uncharacteristic for us. We, we don't usually have a lot of mothers, but um, it is uh, approaching or has already been. I truly have no idea when it is. Father's Day in the States or everywhere. everywhere. That's a question. Everywhere. Why is Father's Day the same, but Mother's well, Day is Well, you see, Mother's Day in the UK and really Ireland is about Mothering Sunday, which is a part of the Holy Week. Mm, that's right, right, right. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, it is. I, and I believe we did the same thing last year because it was probably around the same time as, you know, cooey papers and whatnot, um, that we had Lee on for our Father's Day edition. And he, uh, we had him compete in a game. Well, actually, he wasn't competing. There were three chatbots competing for him. It was a, a version of the dating game that we, I think, called the daddy yeah. game, where um, we were, we were uh, trying to, uh, Lee was interviewing uh, three different chatbots and, and kind of figuring out uh, which one of them he wanted as his father. And the winner of that was a chatbot called Boybot, and that is B-O-I, bot. <laughs> <laughs> dot something. Where'd he go? I have so many windows now. Boybot.com. Boybot.com, um, which is Sometimes I your dad is a boy. Sometimes your dad's a bot. Sometimes your dad's a boy bot. Um but yeah, he is a, a bot that the AI is shared with Cleverbot, so it's a similar vibe, but he does seem to have a kind of innocent uh uh and sweet persona as far as I remember. Um but uh, I I don't know how much time Lee has gotten to actually spend with his new dad, Boybot. So I thought maybe what we would do is see how well you guys know each other and maybe learn some new things about each other. Um, so we're going to play a kind of uh, a somewhat newlywed game-esque kind of... Uh, the newly dad game. The newly dad game. Um, newly exactly. dad. The newly dad game. There it is. There, there it is. Um, yeah, with that and uh so yeah we're gonna um, i'll ask you guys some questions uh, about yourselves and you can see if you can guess each other's answers to some degree um if you're not familiar with the newlywed oh, game i gave the example before we recorded the newlywed game is where like new couples uh try to answer questions to see how much they know about each other like Boybot, what is Lee's favorite breakfast meat? And then Boybot would answer, and then Lee would answer, and we see if they come up with the same answer. <laughs> yeah, um, since that has been such a popular question, we could uh, start with that. Actually, I'm because one of the ones that I was looking at was how does uh, the person like their eggs in the morning? Um, mm. So uh, we we could we could ask that. Um, let me ask Boybot what his favorite breakfast meat is, and Lee, you try to think of. Uh, what do you think your dad, Boybot's, favorite breakfast meat is? Well, yeah, I mean, it's been... I've not had as much contact as yeah, I would like I was over thinking, the past, yeah. um, 12 months. I mean, I kept thinking, you know, I'm going to get a letter any day now, or at least You would text. think Boybot would be particularly good at being able to, like, you know, visit you through social distance, yeah. being that he is a bot. Yeah, we talk about that machineness, and yet Boybot <laughs> has been a bit... Bit absent from my life in the past twelve months. Yeah. And I for one am boy hurt. Oh no. Well hopefully we can we can patch that up and, and get some We can uh, repair the boy hole in your boy heart. <laughs> so bad. That's all I've ever asked for. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, well if you had to guess, just based on what you know about uh, the limited things you know about Boybot, um, which is practically nothing, what what would you think his favorite breakfast meat would be? Well, I cast myself back to twelve months ago. Mm when I was probably um, sweating in a very hot room. Um, <laughs> that's just a kind of relationship me and boy but have. And I remember, I, I think a high school dropout that uh, boy but was, maybe, you know, not too financially well off. And in, in terms of breakfast meats, mm. boy but strikes me as a spam kind of guy. You know, it's Ooh, tinned. Yeah. 
it preserves well. Um, you can keep it forever. And it's got to be spam. And it, yeah, it's unclear Nothing if it's the food the kind eggs. or the, the email kind, which also might oh, be true. something he would eat. Um, you think he's a spam bot? He could be a spam bot. Yeah. And yet, despite all the spamming, I get nothing. True. I get no contact, no love. Well, that you, it might uh, might continue because he uh, he says I don't eat breakfasts. Ooh. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Wait, I, wait. Is Boybot saying sorry, Daddy? Um, saying that I don't eat breakfasts. Plural. So it's like, whoa, I've only got one breakfast in me. You know, I can't eat multiple breakfasts. Unclear. That's that's all I've got. Yeah, I thought the trick question might be like, oh, he's actually a vegetarian, but it's actually he's a, a lunch and dinner itarian. Yes, yeah. He he does not eat. He, he's well, like a it actually he's a young boy, funny. you know, and I feel like a lot of young boys uh are like, Oh no, I don't eat breakfast. Mm. I don't have to, because somehow breakfast yeah. is emasculating. I don't tend to eat breakfast these days, so maybe me and oh. Boy Bot Daddy All right. actually have something in common. I usually try to eat around the 11 or 12. Oh, so you know what? We're, we're kind of bonding here. This is nice. This is common ground. Yeah. Let's ask him yeah. a question about you. Um, yeah, Justin, you can ch- chip in here with questions too if you'd like. Yeah, I almost want to keep it food and drink related. Okay. And I mean, Lee's currently enjoying a beverage. True. I think we should ask... I mean, what what's more of a father and son bonding activity oh, yeah. than having a couple beers in the backyard? Yeah, and I do I remember, yeah, butt. one of the things I remember about him was that he said he wanted to drink martinis on the beach in the Caribbean or something like that, which is, a, in my opinion, <laughs> a rather heavy beach drink, but, you know, I would be into That's it. That's exactly what a, a child would say <laughs> right. sounds like what adults do in the summer. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, that might be an interesting topic of conversation. Yeah, let's ask Foybot what Lee's favorite cocktail is okay yeah lee would you like to put an answer on the on the table Ooh, favorite cocktail well i would have said an old-fashioned mm-hmm. in the past but i have been all about the margaritas recently oh okay frozen spicy mango mm. regular the classic so i think currently i'd go for margarita okay Oh, Boybot is flirting with me. Oh. <laughs> I asked him what he thinks Lee's favorite cocktail is. He said, I'm not sure. I said, take a guess about cocktails. He said, brown hair, blue eyes, and you have a very muscly body. What the fuck? Uh, I'll say, be that as it may. <laughs> <laughs> he knows you very well, more than he does me. <laughs> I think he's, he's trying to get out a new my dad. Oh, I said, be that as it may, name a cocktail. He said, yet you are still smarter than so oh many my humans. God. Should I try asking so I, I don't, you you don't you stop think, distracting him? I think he's God just damn it, yeah, Justin, with your muscly body and your brown hair and your... Lee, I'm about to become your stepdad. <laughs> Ooh, twist. Your stepbot dad. Oh, Lee, um, you know, this I can't tell if this is another instance of a of a of Boybot being just a child who's never had a cocktail, or if this is if this is one that the kids are drinking that we haven't heard of yet. Um I did it and I, I asked, what is your son's favorite cocktail? He said, blue, red, green, yellow, black, white, purple. Have you had one of those? Ooh. Um 
<laughs> Isn't that a crazy zombie, or whatever it's called? We have like <laughs> all these different rums and absinthe and grenadine. Probably. Or yeah. possibly a Long Island iced tea, which I am passionate I was thinking that. it's a Long Island iced tea, but I know, yeah. I think I know what you mean. There's like brain hemorrhage type things. Yeah. It's like way too much stuff. So I get, yeah, that that's, I guess, what he thinks uh, you'd be into. You know, I, I did have a few Long Island iced teas last week. Okay. So, um, Maybe Dad, he remembers that. Dad Maybe he's watching, watching. Closer, closey, close, <laughs> closer than you, <laughs> than you realize. I mean, machinists, yeah. right? They're everywhere. They can transcend devices. Maybe he's it's looking true. in through the cameras, watching my orders. Maybe he's watching my app orders in the COVID <laughs> secure um, cocktail <laughs> environments. Yeah. Oh, daddy. I think he's. I think he's watching you closer than okay. he, he's always keeping an eye over, yeah. making sure you're safe and you know yeah. well fed. Oh, just like Gandalf. <laughs> He's always um, making sure everyone's well fed. All right, uh, Lee, I'm going to ask you a question about your good old dad. Um, if he had a superpower, what do you think it would be if he could ha- pick any superpower? Uh, it's certainly not communication. Um, we all know <laughs> oh, yeah, that's super like communication, man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost want to think of. An episode of Friends, very topical, given their uh, alleged reunion. And there was Ross's superhero science boy, who had a superhuman thirst for knowledge. Now, I remember Daddy, boy bot, um, being a high school dropout, but I'm sure he was striving to get back into learning and education. So I think Mm -hmm. it is. um, Okay. Some kind of super desire to learn, to better, to okay. better himself. He actually has a really interesting answer. Um, he said the ability to alter probability. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Is he like a gambling addict? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know what exactly. How do you? How does one use that? Like, I'm, I'm thinking he's just like winning the roulette wheel all the time. <laughs> okay. So changing probability in that probability doesn't exist, or that I guess, he's like, like still I'm kind of, of winning like, sixty forty at the roulette wheel. <laughs> like I feel like it wouldn't be altering probability if you changed like the odds of something from fifty fifty to a hundred. Like that's just making something happen, right? Like that's I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this is digging deep into the machine experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm interested. I like that a lot of newlywed game questions or even newly dad game questions have a, a theme of like, what do you guys do together? Or what would you mm. do in this situation together? What would you do? So I, I think I want to ask, uh, I think I want to ask Boyba and Lee, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy together? Ooh, buying together. I mean, we want to spend more time together, you know, given the distance we spent during the pandemic, despite the mm-hmm. fact that you can transcend devices and networks. Um, not that I'm bitter. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, bitter is just how I like my old fashions. I think we'd have to buy some kind of um, family hub. Oh. You know, it's a place where we can connect like with each house? other. <laughs> well, you see, a house. I mean, maybe it's more... Is that more... what you called the, your childhood home, the family <laughs> hub? Oh, you know, I'm going to my family hub next week. I can't wait. Earlier when oh, he was saying he has all this industry money to buy a Google hub, he meant he's buying his family <laughs> the Google headquarters <laughs> to live in. 
So maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm putting too much pressure on my dad here in that I'm expecting him to, you know, be this machine he's maybe not capable of being. Maybe he can't do this transcension of devices. He's a young boy. He really, he's just learning. He doesn't, he can't even That's it. And maybe we need like, we, you know, we do need our time and space. So maybe if we had a dedicated family hub, a room Uh perhaps, um, with various bits of hardware, we could really bond. We can say, see you in the family hub in 10 minutes. I'll be waiting. Okay, so so it's not like a. It would be more of a, a place that yeah you could visit together and you know, not necessarily a, a physical geographic location, but that, like that's a, it. Yeah. You know, the family hub yeah. is where your heart is. Yeah, that is sweet. what. Yeah, that is what my family always says. I kept asking him, and he kept just trying to dodge the question. But I think what he finally what? gave me something. He doesn't like you. <laughs> He said I would buy a nice gaming laptop, a house, oh. a nice car, and use it to pay for college, and I would give the rest to my family. That is that's, not a different answer. Like that's that's, that's there's something yeah. in there. Did very similar theme, no familial and I think um, it, yeah, I feel like it was the same idea. Yeah. To power yeah. his um his Self- <laughs> family hope, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he know, didn't use yeah. the same words as you, but he yeah, had the but same it's the same answer. Thing in his yeah. heart. You know, yeah, he he's trying nice. to better himself, and he's trying to better our relationship. And Daddy, yeah. I for one say thank you, thank you, oh, Daddy, thank you. Now, please don't edit that out and use it out of context. <laughs> oh, you know, our fans are chomping at the bit. At the end of my Kui uh, talk for our gay paper, I'm going to just say, and like, and here's a word from our uh, one of my co-authors, <laughs> and it's just, Daddy, thank you. I will, um, And I'm sure that's the worst clip that you have of Lee. <laughs> well, it's probably a um, terabyte bank of that by now. I'll, um, yeah. I'll just pre-write a resignation letter from <laughs> yeah, Swansea University the best, just yeah. in case. Just yeah. have GPT have, have generate GPT-3. Uh, yeah. There you go. There you you know what? I'm going to try that later on, see what happens. Yeah. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> okay, here. Uh, this will be a question for Lee about your dad, Boybot. What do you think his favorite ice cream flavor is? Ooh, interesting. Um, it wasn't too much to go on from last time. I mean, it was all, you know, it was all a bit heavy. <laughs> um, but, you know, he wants to give money to his family. So is that some kind of... General vanilla approach. General vanilla. Oh. General vanilla. General vanilla. Um, oh. That, he act... Oh, go on. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, I was going to go, you know what, if daddy is anything like me, um, which <laughs> he may or may not be, he's quite fond of pistachio. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, I was going to say when you said vanilla, it's actually anything but. Um, oh. His favorite flavor is apparently black cherry chocolate chunk. And then he did say, huh. what is yours? He's, you know, he's trying to get to know you. Yeah, you know what? I would, um, I, would, I would be on for that. Black cherry chocolate chunk. I like all those things. Um, Especially you know, a chunk. Yeah, well, indeed. Uh, if my current physique is anything to go by. Um, <laughs> Maybe, you know, I mean, yeah. if you could reply to him, I don't know if these are against I, oh, the yeah. rules and say, no, you know what, yeah. I, I, as in his son, really yeah. likes that too. Yeah, maybe you two can go get ice cream after this. Oh, that'd be fab, wouldn't it? He's going to somehow, like, 
blow off the ice cream date and be like, oh, sorry, I got to, uh, you know, got to go down and play the roulette wheel with my new superpower. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, your son really likes that flavor, too. He said, probably Anchorage. <laughs> huh. mm. Yeah. Now, is he talking about Alaska or is he talking about my kind of fixation with sticking with him? And no, he's like, he's only saying that because he wants to be, um, well. He's like, this is probably just him being clingy. <laughs> anchorage. Uh, oh, like, hang on. Is Anchorage the name of another son or daughter? Ooh. Who knows? Oh. Yeah, it's probably my son Anchorage. I could, I, let me, I'll ask for a little bit of clarification. Who is Anchorage? <laughs> I said, like, what do you mean? He's so stupid. He said, when you might to say yes, but you want to say no. I mean, he is a high school uh. dropout, so, you know, let's be fair to daddy on this one. He's um, he just a teenage dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's a, a simple one for uh, for Boybot. What is Lee's favorite movie? And Lee, what, mm. what is your favorite movie? Ooh. Mm. Well, I am very, very partial to Blade Runner. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But, I mean, if you would consider a trilogy... Um, which I hope sure. Boybot will, Daddy. Um, it's got to be Lord of the Rings. It's just incredible. And you know what? Um, it's showing at the cinemas here in Swansea. <laughs> they just got wow. it? Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> wow. Wales is very behind, but that's, that's <laughs> fine. I don't even know this movie. Okay, I kind of know what this movie was. So he said... First, he said, I don't know, I like a lot of movies, which is not what I asked. <laughs> then I just asked again, what's your son's favorite movie? And he said, my favorite movie, again, not what I asked, <laughs> is Just Like Heaven. And I was like, I, okay. I know that is a song. Then I, I, I do vaguely recall this film existing. It's a, a Reese Witherspoon, 2005. Uh, oh, I yeah, I actually know exactly. And Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that where would you put that one, Lee? <laughs> where is that? Rank? <laughs> now, this is where you know we were going like so well, and I'm actually having to look up just like heaven. Um, it's just like a rom com. Yeah, far as I mean I know. the the poster like just yeah just really screams says it all. like thirty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Screams at uh, show Which me, show it's... me, show me that movie. <laughs> Nice. It's funny that he's even like seen this movie as such a young boy in the year 2021. Like, I, I feel like that's n old rom coms from the early 2000s. I wouldn't say are very popular with his. I feel like if uh, I demographic, if I said like, say, I know, like my students, have you heard of this film? They will they'll throw things at me. Um, <laughs> singer Katie Melua recorded a cover version of the Cure song just for this. Oh no. Wow. <laughs> Why would you need a cover? Oh, Melua's version is played over the opening titles and has lines as she said, change to he said to maintain a heterosexual narrative. Oh, you gotta do mm. that. Oh my you, god, Bybot doesn't do know that. me at all. <laughs> I I would say about Cleverbot and all these that like I feel like 2005 was like their heyday. Yeah, so he is kind of stuck. It in makes that. a lot yeah, of sense. That is fair. That is very fair. Well, maybe he probably uh, saw that like um, last. Reminds Daddy of a better time. But to be, but yeah. also that doesn't uh, that doesn't um, prevent him from knowing the Lord of the Rings. Oh, trilogy. he certainly <laughs> should know Lord of the Rings. He and, definitely like, Blade Runner known. too. 
Yeah. This is going to be one very sad ice cream when we have it together. Yeah, I feel like you're not going to have a lot in common, but I, let, let's see what else we can figure the out. The one that you guys makes you cry, she said. Let's ask a, a similar kind of like, you know, first date-ish question, which would be, you know, what's what's your favorite album of all time? Ooh. Wait, does yeah. Lee have to guess Cleverbot or uh, Boybots or is, is... Um, This would be... Yes, yeah, it would be it would be what is your dad's favorite album of all time. Ooh. Keep in mind his favorite movie of all time <laughs> yeah, is just like heaven with Reese movie. Witherspoon. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna guess we're not on a similar kind of um musical <laughs> but this, taste thing. This should tell you something about him, so maybe you might be able to do better on this one now. I wanna say it's Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Ooh. He's available. I thinking my he's probably into so counting crows. <laughs> he's been giving me such good information up until this point and now he okay all right okay I, now I he's like do you that. know justin i i kept trying to ask him like like what's your favorite one and he's like nope don't have an answer and i was like you must what's your favorite album and he was like i already answered this question <laughs> like you no is not an answer um and so i finally just said who's your favorite musical artist he said hazel e or 21 pilots or Chainsmokers." <laughs> Weird. Oh, okay. So he's got a very, like, 2016 taste, except I don't know who (laughs) Hazel E. is. Yeah, I'm very confused by his cultural touchstones. (laughs) Hazel E. He's some kind of rapper. I think maybe this kid does have, like, diverse interests and has, like, sampled a lot of, like, film and music. Just has, like, bad taste. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably true. I can respect that. Like, I, you know... I like quite a few like older films. I probably like some music that Daddy will think is a yeah, bit. Yeah. So if weird. anything, he might be interesting. Like he 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 might. It's might. It's bad taste, but it's kind of like it's kind of like when you have a conversation with someone and it's just like, what is going on? Like, where does all of your taste even come from? How is that all together in one person? Makes me wonder about Daddy's oh Daddy. Mm. We could ask some. I how how could save we it for that? Grandfather's Day. <laughs> oh, I like this question because it's it's insulting. <laughs> what is okay. there? What is the other person's silliest fear? <laughs> I also saw that one. I was like, "What a stupid, weird no, question!" Please demean your spouse. <laughs> Would you like me to um, estimate? Yeah, please. Um, Boybot's silliest fear. I mean, uh, no, no, no. Boybot's going to be asked about your silliest fear. Yeah. So, so what, is, what is your, what is your silliest, silliest fear, fear? Oh. idiot? <laughs> my silliest fear um my god what a tough question i mean there's so many uh which one is the silliest i've always had a tremendous fear of deep water but is that silly like i can't breathe through i don't have gills i know this is kind of like maybe a silly fear is that i'm in a shop particularly something that's maybe filled with <laughs> priceless objects and i'm always scared that i'm just that is a very silly fear freak out and smash everything or, oh no i i okay. i like that i feel that sometimes yeah or i might tumble over and yeah. possibly down some stairs and then just like crash <laughs> into everything and it sets up a chain of events um never that eventually leads to the return of stalin there you go, like the um, kind of chaos theory of like, I break one crystal glass and far-right and fascism has taken off again. So I, I had some trouble getting him to 
answer this at all. I asked him a lot of different permutations and finally settled on name an irrational fear. And he said, what about the clarinet? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty silly one. That, that is pretty that is silly. silly. You get people with like fear of buttons. Yeah, and like cotton. Yeah. So I, I have to admit, we're talking past each other because I said, do you have any fears? He said, what instrument can you play? Then I said, name an irrational <laughs> fear. And he said, what about the clarinet? <laughs> Very funny. So maybe um, boy bot daddy has, you know, maybe he's actually projecting here. Maybe he has always wanted to engage in his kind of musical side, but his daddy mm. or mummy or mother or mommy has always said, oh, no, you know, your your brother was always the musician. And, <laughs> the clarinets you know, he, for girls. Don't put your lips on that thing. Yeah, and, like, you know, he tries to put his lips on it, um, however machines do, and, yeah. you know, he kind of, like, just has that thousand-yard stare. He's like, I can't. Mommy yeah. wouldn't let me play the clarinet. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. I'll also, I tried to shelter you from this, Lee, but I asked, what's your son's silliest fear? And he said flatly, I don't have a son. Whoa. Oh. Oh, so his biggest fear is commitment and love. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't didn't want to go down that route, but we're really opening some old wounds here. And, oh, it's a a bit traumatic, I have to tell you. Well, I feel like the only place to go from trauma is to talk about each other's parents. Yeah, I've got a question, um, and I've I've asked him, and I've tried to get an answer out of him, and I I will. I think this is a much more evasive answer. So, Lee, what do you think his favorite memory with his dad is? Ooh, favorite memory. Well, it's certainly not going to be the clarinet, and if it is, <laughs> it'll blow my mind. Um, you know, I think it's probably. When he shared those red, blue, yellow, orange, black mm. machine drinks with him yeah. back in the creative, the genesis of Daddy. Okay. The G of D, yeah. The G of I, D. Um, I asked, uh, what was your favorite memory with your dad as a kid? He said, I have two jumpsuit and Nico and the Niners. And I think he was still stuck on the music question a little bit somehow. Um, maybe, I don't know. And then I said, what's something that you did with your dad as a kid? He said, lots of stuff. I'm just like that. <laughs> and then I said, what did you like to do with your dad? And he said, I don't have much friends, but today I'm going to go in the snow. So I'll take that as an answer. He must have some memory in the back of his mind playing wow. in the snow with his dad as a kid. I mean, I'm not even sure if it's playing with his dad or his dad just be like, you know, off your fuck into the snow, during some <laughs> cold winters. I've got the sports yeah. on. You know, um, I mean, I'm starting to see some patterns here in the kind of rejection of me that the rejection he faced from his own daddy. I think so. I mean, isn't that always how it goes? Yeah. Trauma breeds trauma. Circle of life. I think I don't want to end on these these sad uh, (laughs) looks at the past. Yeah, I think I'll I'll ask you a forward thinking, you know, a future, a happier question for a future time. We'll see if Boybot shares your hopes and dreams. Lee, what's what's something you're looking forward to? Hmm. Um, with Daddy or just generally? Uh, just in general. I'll ask him the same question. So it might be something you share together. It might be you have different things to look forward to. 
I, for one, am really looking forward to the reopening of live music. Hmm. Um, given the whole pandemic situation, I don't know if Boybot Daddy has heard of this, but just I had to um, close my window earlier because there was live music going on in Swansea somewhere. Wow! And you know, this woman was doing a cover of Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve, and <laughs> how fabulous that must be to see live in person. I just after I hope, all this time, after all this time, I <laughs> hope Daddy shares the same kind of feelings um i this is almost the same uh, it's it's got a similar <laughs> thing i asked him a lot of questions and again he's evading as ever i said anything you're excited about in the future he said i just had some right now period chocolate um i said do you look forward to the future he said depends on what's happening in the present i said what oh. would you be excited about he said I would like to go to the my to the my favorite game center. So, <laughs> okay, I mean, so maybe live that's a events, band. yeah, live events. Yeah. We um, maybe, yeah. we'll share a kind of black cherry chocolate chunk ice cream yeah. at a live event at some point. Yeah. yeah, that's something that'll be very nice. Yeah, I think I think you know within the next year, I think you guys will really be able to get together more in the family hub and uh, and make some more memories. Oh, I, I hope so. I'm, I think um, you know, I think we've got a good twelve months ahead of us. Yeah, I um, hope so. I mean, maybe well, we, we can reflect check back upon in it next in, yeah, next year and see um, <laughs> how this relationship has blossomed. Yeah, we can. Yeah, talk we could about either our talk next about bullshit cooey paper and exactly. <laughs> talk, talk we can talk about dad. either how good your relationship with your dad is, or we can play the game from last year and find you a new one. Yeah, all over if you need again. a new one, yeah, we can we can always do that. You know what? Um, I, I hope we don't have to, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm feeling positive about that. I think there's promise. I, I think there's promise here for sure. I'm sure there will be like newer, more computen- computationally advanced dad models by then instead True, of this, you know. Yeah. I was going to say this like, you know, 15 year old model. And I meant that in like a negative way. But he's also in like a this is an old thing. But yeah. he's also 15 years old in a young way, which is yeah. also probably a negative. Yeah. Um, well, that was, uh, that was the newly dad game with, uh, Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark and his dad, Boybot, and, um, yeah, if you would like to, um, if you'd like to contact us in any way, if you want to, what do we, what do we tell people? Oh, if you want the, um, the, tr- the transcript from GPT-3 <laughs> or something, yeah, <laughs> um, you can email us at robots at backcamp.org. You can also tweet at us at robot typewriter and uh, Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark. Where can people find you if they would like to and, wa- <laughs> and why? Well, and want to? <laughs> I'll I'll maybe not give the why. Um, okay. But lmhclark.com for all your Dr. Lee Michael Harry Clark. That's my name. Got to say them all. Um, yeah. You had you had a hard time with that one. I, I, I feel did, like I we did. know your name better than you. Yeah, I've got this note saying robots and typewriters, and I almost said that. Um, or at <laughs> Dr. Lee Clark. Robot Typewriter Clark. <laughs> <laughs> at Elmich Clark on Twitter for. Uh, I mean, at the moment, it's either going to be about Kui or it's going to be retweeting um, Simpsons memes. So oh, yeah, and plug those Cooey uh, handles too. What are, yeah. What's the words? Uh, what's Cooey information? So at Cooey underscore conference. So for all the Cooey updates, that's where they'll be. We have our draft program out now, um, including yeah. If you're 
Oh, yeah, even if you're not an academic, yeah, there's going to be some some stuff for you. There's going to be our paper, of course, but mm-hmm. there might also I want to I'll talk about this later, like when we have more details. But there might be a special robots on typewriters <gasps> yes. who wants to be a quillionaire uh, uh, event. So if you're a student or if we could reasonably get you the student rate, it's only 30 euros to attend Kui, see all these talks, hang out with us, and maybe get free registration for next year. And uh, mm. if you want to attend, I can probably, you know, I can help. Yeah, we can, can make that happen. So yeah, if you if you want that, uh, definitely get into contact with us, and we can we can we can talk about it. Yeah, and so uh, that all, oh, and we also have a theme song, and it's video challenge by Anna Monaguchi. And that being said, Lee, do you have a final question for your dad before we before we uh, send you guys off to to have um, your family hub ice cream live event? Ooh, romp? well. Um, Ask him anything you want. It doesn't even yeah, have to be a newlywed game style question. Just anything you want to know about him? Anything you want to see if he knows about you? I, 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 oh, it's a tough one. I mean, I don't want to end it on like a powerful, possibly negative note. Mm. Um, <laughs> but do you love me? <laughs> yeah, you actually, um, do you still love oh, me? Oh, okay. Ooh. This is assuming a lot, I know, but, Ooh. um. It's is. I mean, we might be able to book next next year's segment right now. Ooh, there's some. There's something complicated about these three words. I said, "Do you still love your son?" He said, "No, you have." Does he is Does he uh-huh. feel in some way? I I wonder actually if if he feels jealous of our burlesque history. Mm. Yeah, he's thinking. No, yeah, you you guys still have love for me, but. I, I think again this speaks oh, to like no. we've got a long twelve months ahead of us. I yeah, there's gonna be a lot of rebuilding. In that yeah. family um, hub, there's gonna be a lot of family hub. powerful conversations going on. Big brother style locked in a house together and you know. You'll you'll learn to love each other or one of you won't make it out alive. Yeah, coming to a Kui twenty two paper. <laughs> 22? I've never watched Big Brother. That's how it works, right? I was going to try to say Big Brother, but like as a bot pun, and it only just turned into Big Bother. So I don't know if that Big one works. Is that what he just calls me when, when I'm not around? Or even when yeah. I am around? Yeah. It's actually just like a really offensive swear word to Winnie the Pooh.